Blood and Destroyers and All Elite Wrestling Podcast for July 19th, 2021 is presented by LevelDownGames.com. Monday, and you know what that means. Welcome to another exciting episode of Blood and Destroyers, an all-elite wrestling podcast brought to you by LevelDownGames.com. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and we are trying to get things back on track. It's Monday, like I just said, and holy shit, the podcast is posting. That, of course, is a good sign. <laughs> Please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcast or whatever app you've chosen to listen to us on and leave us a quick rating and a review. It really does help in terms of search results so that our show continues to grow. Before we get into the AEW stuff on the episode this week, I do want to briefly talk about Slammiversary. Now, Jessica and I sat down to watch this last night. Luckily, my Amazon Flex delivery route was pretty easy. It was decent sized, but it was relatively close. So I didn't have to drive far. And uh, I was able to get home well into <laughs> So we had these issues last. I, I Okay, so I just heard something. And we had these issues last week. And I wasn't sure exactly what was going on. I looked at the audio feed. Everything seemed normal. It's just like, it's not coming from my end. So I don't know. I really don't know what, what it's coming from here. So, But I was able to get home in time for us to be able to actually like order wings and make this a big event. Because I felt like going into last night... There was a lot of potential for this pay-per-view because of all of the releases that WWE's done this year. And obviously it would look like a stacked card. So I was pretty excited for Slammiversary. And, and I will say that I thought it delivered overall uh, from start to finish. It was pretty good. And the surprises were pretty good as well, I guess. So <laughs> just to talk about it a little bit, Chelsea Green showed up there. Um, Thunder Rosa was a pretty good surprise. Now, I, I, I was thinking and Jessica and I were thinking as well that that may have been something with like the AEW crossover, but it more so seems like it may have been part of the NWA impact partnership that has been kind of going on lately. So either way, still cool. We also had a No Way Jose now going by just No Way, unfortunately. Still at the conga line, though, so that was okay. But uh, congratulations to Kenny Omega for defeating Sammy Callahan and remaining the belt collector and just the overall god of professional wrestling. First of all, the match was incredible. I mean, they pulled out all the stops. It was the no disqualification match. It wasn't being like advertised as even though we knew it was going to get hardcore but they definitely went all out. They pulled out the barbed wire wrapped chair. There were a couple really good spots throughout. And the entire pay-per-view was from start. Like I said, start to finish, it had pretty good spots throughout. I was thoroughly entertained. Jessica, who's not that big of a fan 
of Impact Wrestling, she was entertained. And gotta give a shout out to Moose because of his entrance gear. Looked like a freaking Olympic god. That was impressive. And that whole match was good as well. Go check it out if you missed it. Go check out Slammiversary. Give Impact some support. They're doing some really cool things. Bound for Glory in October is going to be like this cross-promotional pay-per-view between Impact, NWA, AEW, and New Japan based on the, the commercial that played last night. Speaking of New Japan, after Kenny Omega defeated Sammy Callahan, the never-open-weight champion, Switchblade Jay White. What's he doing in Impact? We have no idea because the feed cut out like right after as we thought somebody was running down to the ring. It looked kind of like orange Cassidy. People were talking about on social media. It turns out it was uh fin juice. So I really want to know where this story is going. Why switchblade is there. And if we're actually going to get Kenny Omega versus Jay white. And if so, would it be at bound for glory because it's a cross promotional pay-per-view? Hmm. Maybe we'll see. Going back and talking about AEW over the past week, we're going to go back to last Monday, Elevation on the 12th. Now, here's where things get a little interesting, and I'm actually recording this during Money in the Bank, so I have the pay-per-view actually up on my left monitor here. We'll see if anything entertaining happens throughout. I hope it does because WWE's back in front of fans. I mean, I, I watch SmackDown because of that. I'm not going to be tooting back in every time again now, but just because these are the first shows back, I, I wanted to see if they would have some surprises. Rumors are that, you know, John Cena and Becky Lynch are both going to show up tonight. We'll see. Not that I care that much about that. Still want to see it if it happens. But going back to Elevation last week, these are the shows that, you know, they're back being filmed on the road. They're in Texas. They're in Garland, Texas. Or not Garland. That's this week. They're in Austin, Texas. And we wanted to know how many matches there would be for Elevation and Dark that were filmed before and after Dynamites. And turns out Elevation from last week was the most loaded card ever with 15 matches that I think were all filmed before and after. So if you're going to these Dynamite shows right now, prepare for some lengthy cards because not that that's a bad thing. And the show is relatively enjoyable, just very lengthy for, for one sitting. So be prepared. Running down the event, Thunder Rosa defeated Dream Girl Ellie. Matt Hardy defeated Fuego Del Sol. Good to see him still around. Riho defeated Amber Nova. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Baron Black. Yuka Sakazaki defeated Kylan King. The Gun Club and the Varsity Blondes defeated the Acclaimed and Chaos Project. Brian Cage defeated Island Angels. Layla Hirsch defeated Kelsey Heather, who, may I throw in there, pulled a Rick Rude. She was on Elevation this past Monday as well as Raw as one of Lashley's girls. So good for her pulling a Rick Rude. <laughs> Scorpio Sky defeated Sean Dean. Ty Conti defeated La Brava. Jungle Boy defeated Lee Johnson. Red Velvet defeated Leela Gray. Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Utah defeated Private Party and Jorah Joel, now an official member of the Hardy Front Office. Hikaru Shida defeated Julia Hart. And in the main event, Darby Allen defeated Angelico. Even though there was 15 matches, I still only pulled four. I don't I don't think we need to, you know, ever really go back and talk more than four to go back and check out if you did skip the show, unless the entire thing was impressive. But there were some matches you could definitely skip. However, the four that I pulled to go back and check out, the Gun Club and the Varsity Blondes defeating the Acclaimed and Chaos Project... Jungle Boy defeating Lee Johnson, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Utah defeating Private Party and George Jewell, and the main event, Darby Allen and Angelico, I thought was pretty damn impressive. 
So that took us to dark. And then we're thinking dark. Okay, so all of these matches, you know, there were 15. So I think they've probably filmed seven before, eight after, or, you know, I don't know how the fuck they did it. But they did it some way before and after um, Dynamite last week. So, or no, this was the Dynamite in Miami. Never mind. Forget what I said there. This was still the Dynamite in Miami. Because the elevation tomorrow is the one that has Texas, the one that actually is the same day of this podcast post. So I am actually getting ahead of myself for elevation. This was still Miami. So that brought us to dark then. And we were wondering where they were going to film dark now that they're back on the road. Turns out dark was still at Daly's place. Now, again, they were just in Miami, which I get it. Different part of Florida, but still Florida. Now that the company is back on the road officially, truly at a state in Texas, we'll have to see if Daly's or place still remains the host of Dark come this Tuesday night. If that is the case, who knows? Who knows? Get ready for this, though. 18 matches. (laughs) The biggest Dark ever as well, I believe. It's insane. So between Dark and Elevation, 18, 15 That's 33 matches between just Monday and Tuesday night. That is a lot of wrestling. Now, granted, they they did pack them into under two hours apiece, but still, that is a lot of matches. Running down this card, Matt Hardy defeated Jossie. Brian Cage defeated Vox Vineyard, who had an incredible look to him. The Acclaim defeated Derek Pizzatoro and Roman Rizel. Diamante defeated Harlow O'Hara. Ethan Page defeated Ryan Mantell. Big Swole defeated Sahara 7. Dante Martin defeated RSP. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson defeated Sean Maluta and Papadon. Ryan Nemeth defeated Marcus Cross, who had amazing hair. Penelope Ford defeated Robin Renegade. Frankie Kazarian defeated Austin Green. Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson defeated Mark Davidson and Aaron Fry. Julia Hart defeated Maddie Rankowski. The Blade defeated Jake Tucker. Private Party defeated Joessa and Dion Roosman. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Travis Titan. The Gun Club defeated Cesar Benoni and J.D. Drake. And in the main event, Angelico, once again in the main event, this time getting the win, defeating Wheeler, Utah. That's right, Angelico was in both the main event on Elevation and Dark this week. So kudos to him for, uh, for pulling that off. Um, even though, again, 18 matches, I still only pulled four. A lot were skippable this week on Dark. However, go check out Dante Martin and RSP, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson and Sean Maluta and Papadon, and then the last two, Gun Club and Scissor Benoni, J.D. Drake, and then Angelico and Wheeler, Utah. I really want to know how they're going to do Elevation and Dark this week. Now they're back, like I said, truly on the road. I got ahead of myself a little bit on the show earlier. That's my fault. But now that Elevation was filmed... Well, I think, I mean, I guess I could look. I didn't actually look at the results this time. I did last week, but I did not this week. So I will remain unspoiled. (laughs) But I don't even think anything about Dark came out. So that makes me think Dark may have been filmed in front of just the wrestlers at Daly's Place once again or something like that. But speaking of Dynamite, that's going to take us into night one of Fighter Fest, Austin, Texas. We've got eight. What is going on here?
What's going on, everybody? Uh, long time no see. Wow. This has all been building up to you, huh? It's been building up to me. The <laughs> freshly shaved streamer Dan, crazed 11, shaved 11, as some might say. Wait, can we start calling you freshly saved like they call Orange Cassidy freshly squeezed? Oh, my God. This is, yeah, I think we can. Freshly shaved streamer Dan. Freshly shaved Dreamer Dan. <laughs> I love yep. it. I love the tie, and I didn't even think about that. That I should put that on a shirt or something. Yeah, you might need to get a, a logo made for that from Bizarre Box now, too. Yeah, well, yeah she does amazing work. <laughs> I'm glad that you've decided to return to the show. Welcome to Blood and Destroyers, an all-elite wrestling podcast. No more hit our music. Uh, we, we've since changed the name of the show since you've been here. Now, I will say, before we get into talking about Dynamite since you're here, you and I had talked about changing the name of Hit Our Music previously and then just never did it. So. Correct. Yeah, we never really, you know, I'm never good with coming up with these. I'm not, I'm not good with the creative stuff. It's I can barely hang out with my Twitch channel. But, uh, <laughs> we, yeah, so we had thrown the Hit Our Music together, but we were never sold on it. So, you yeah, know, that, that, I, was, I, that was just what we came up with initially. There were always plans to maybe call it something else. And I think Blood and Destroyers just worked out better in terms of a name that ties into AEW. No, 100%. It definitely fits the uh, the agenda that we have going on in this podcast. So, yes, I am happy to be back. Um, yeah, I never meant, you know, to step away 100%, but just life gets crazy sometimes. I got a lot of stuff going on. But uh, now we have a schedule that will work with me and allow me to be on the show. So, and I'm super happy for it. You know, I, I love talking uh, Dynamite. I don't always watch it live, um, but I love watching it. I, I love the AEW product, and it, it's going to be great to be back and talk about it because here in two weeks, two dynamites from now, I will be watching live. Me and the wife not, will be not there. this Wednesday, not yeah, this Wednesday, but right. next Wednesday. Yeah, fight for the fallen, Bojangles Coliseum. You're going to be there, and you yeah. got pretty good seats. We did. We're going to be sitting. We're, we didn't get floor seats. Didn't want to go super crazy. Me and my wife are both short, so with everybody <laughs> standing, we might not be able to see. So we're sitting like... Uh, see the memes. Yeah, I know, right? Where yeah, it's, Hey, Sev, how you doing? Garden, um, gnome, garden gnomes in a crowd or something. <laughs> exactly. Dan, Dan's wife. <laughs> I, I think we're going to be sitting like 10 rows up when it starts, you know, when it starts to go up in the stadium. So, but you're camera I, side. Yeah, so. we are camera side, so very excited about that. So I was thinking about, like, I don't know. I, I got to bring a sign, I think, to... You got to do something. I was thinking of, like, MJF's mom's favorite Twitch streamer or something like that. I don't know. I got to come up with something catchy. Oh, that's catchy. not bad. Right? That's not I bad. like that. Okay. No, okay. You don't, have, you don't have to, like, put your name on there. You no. know what you should do instead is wear your Craze 11 t-shirt. I know, but I also want to rock, like, a Moxley shirt or something or a Best Friend shirt. You know, that's tough, right? True. Yeah, that is. But see, if the camera actually, like, zoomed in on you, you wouldn't be advertising yourself on the sign because I don't know that that's technically allowed. I, I was though, wondering even, if even that is allowed. Even though people do it. Yeah, meaning, I know. Like, people advertise their podcasts and stuff in the crowds, and I've never known, like, is that actually allowed? Like, are they allowed to show that because you're... Not technically paying for it, right? But if exactly. you just had the T-shirt on, yeah, they couldn't do anything about it. it. I would think so. So yeah, you yeah. just be able to get away with it. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta come up with something since I'm gonna be in the camera shot. Well, Geo's gonna be there this week on uh, on Dynamite because That's they're right. in uh, Garland, right outside of Dallas. So 
hopefully we'll see him on the uh, either. He's going to be holding a sign, right? Well, I don't I know mean, if he said I, he said they might not take signs. So we're just going to have to like find out like, man, what are you wearing? We need to know what we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, I here. know, right? <laughs> Give me like a hat and a shirt color Reach or something. Out, let me know. Let us yeah. know what you're let us know what you're planning on looking like or taking with you. So we can... I guess he could post like a photo in Discord when he's there. Oh, so yeah. we know, you know, where yeah. he's sitting at. Man, we're going to get two weeks of spoilers maybe for Elevation in, in Discord. That's pretty huh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I think doors open up. I can't remember what time doors open up. Probably an hour before. I thought so. And then there's going to be, you know, matches afterwards. Oh, yeah. You'll be there for a solid four hours. Yeah, which is fine. I'm taking the day off after work, so no rush to get back. But on the East Coast, that's not bad. That just puts you there from like 7 to 11. That's yeah. not bad. No, not at all. It's when you get into like you know, California or something when you're there from <laughs> yeah. 4 p.m. to yeah. 8 p.m. That's the like prime time, time hours. Yeah, that you're sucks. dealing with traffic to get to yeah. the stadium and then you got to deal with traffic to get out that's of the stadium. That's prime time hours. Dinner time, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that, that's rough. That's rough for sure. Well, good to have you back on the show. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, to maintain this, keep you on here every single week. But of course, if there's weeks you can't make, I know you have a baby coming soon. So yeah, life's about to get even more crazier than it is right now. So, but uh, yeah, there may, be, there may be weeks you're not here. So if that's the case, that's okay. Frank still around. He's not gone anywhere. Whenever he's done getting his shit together and everything sorted out, he's more than welcome to still be on the show as well. We could have a three man show in a couple of months. If everything goes according to plan, who knows? That'd be crazy. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. We have eight takeaways from Dynamite this last week. Fighter Fest night one. Again, Austin, Texas. Takeaway number one. Good to have you back, Dan. John Thank Moxley I know. defeated Carl Anderson, machine gun Carl Anderson, to retain the IWGP US title. Pretty good match and a hell of a pop for Moxley. Yeah, you know, getting to go through the crowd again now. Uh, he had... Um uh, it, it was great. It was it, slapping fives and just going crazy. I'm sure it's it's a lot of fun to have uh, fans back for these guys and really feed off of that energy. So no, it was uh, it was a good way to kick off the match. I thought it was a little slow at times, um, but no, it was good to see Moxley back on TV and uh, defending that belt. Now it begs the question because Mox has had that title for so long and never really is around and defending it in NJPW. So everyone just kind of expects that he's going to drop that title somewhat soon. And I think that probably is going to be the case. Like it'll happen eventually and probably sooner rather than later. But an interesting thing happened after this match because Lance Archer challenged John Moxley this coming up Dynamite, so in just two days, to a Texas death match for the IWGP US title. And Moxley did accept, so we're getting back-to-back title, I guess, defenses of this belt from New Japan. And I think a lot of people are maybe thinking Lance Archer might come up with the victory on Wednesday now because of this. I, I mean, it would be a good place for him to win it. Uh, I'm The only thing I'm worried about, and it's just me being selfish, is I don't want this match to like end up where Moxley gets rode out for a little bit longer or gets hurt and he skips next week. I want to see Moxley the Bojangles Coliseum. That's what I'm you saying. You want to see him walk down right next to you, basically. I do. That would be freaking awesome if I could slap John Moxley on his slap back him, or something. Slap him right on the ass. Oh, you mean on the yeah. back. 
<laughs> the ass he might look at me a little weird. <laughs> well, you'd be sure to get a look, though. <laughs> very true. That is very true. One way to get a look and a reaction from Mox is smack him on his ass as he's walking right by me. <laughs> you don't have a beard. You don't have a beard anymore, so you don't look I all don't. like like a rugged guy. You look kind of like a pretty boy now. So I know. I know. It's so weird. It's 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 a lot to get used to for sure. <laughs> but uh, no, I think this could be a good spot. Lance Archer could get some redemption because this was the same match, right? That Moxley got this championship in. in. Yeah, this is the one so, that he beat him in. So to get the title. So it, it'll be cool if and, and, you know, I think Lance Archer in the end probably needs the victory more than Mox he needs does. something man he needs they gotta give him something dude he, he's gotta get he's gotta get a like a big victory somewhere because they keep giving him these interesting like programs and matches and storylines and then when it is for like something important he never is able to get the victory so hopefully that'll be changing on wednesday but then again if it doesn't like i don't hate moxley retaining either because i, mean, I, I don't either Lance Archer is not a New Japan wrestler, so it would just be going to another AEW guy. And at that point, Lance Archer is probably just a transitional champion for somebody over in New Japan. But either way, I think Mox is going to lose the title before the end of the year. It just would be really interesting if it happened. Kind of like we kept talking about with um, uh, the NWA title before Serena Deeb lost it to Camille in NWA. Uh, like we yeah. kept thinking like it would be interesting if she lost it to an AEW guy just for a bit or an AEW Right, girl, yeah, somebody that didn't have any ties to NWA. Right, but and, and I mean Lance Archer has ties to New Japan. He just... But he's just not signed. Yeah, he's he just doesn't. not signed there anymore because he's signed AEW. So. Is it possible <laughs> that maybe somebody interferes in this match or is it possible Absolutely. that maybe Moxley wins, right, and then somebody from New Japan Wrestling comes out to challenge him the following week and then I get to watch a title match uh, for that? Would be so seeing, cool. Seeing what happened at the end of Slammiversary with yeah. Jay White coming <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, New Japan is I mean, they're they're more eager than ever and interested than ever with working with other people. And that's pretty exciting for us as people that, you know, don't get to see a lot of these guys that often in the States. So, no, I mean, I, I know you are a lot more familiar with New Japan wrestling than I am now. I have got a little more acquainted with it here lately because of AEW. But, you know, as far as a wrestling fan in the States, uh, it would be nice to see a little more mix in to get familiar with these guys. And then they're like, oh, that this dude, like, cool. Let me go look at some of his other matches or something you know and then just fall in love with these guys all over absolutely so who knows who knows but it'll be interesting to see what happens uh this wednesday when mox and lance archer meet takeaway number two i think this might be dan you and I, well damn we used to talk about like our match of the night and stuff you can talk about it go ahead no i'm just saying like no you and i used to do that like yeah I want to say this one could be uh, i but, but but the main event is so good too but Ricky Starks defeating Brian Cage to become the new FTW champion is seriously like neck and neck with my match of the night. I with think the match. I think this Starks and Brian Cage match should have kicked off Dynamite. I liked it see, better see, than the Moxie match. I agree. I agree. I think it was a much better. The crowd was way more yes. into it as well. Oh, they were. I mean, they were really cheering for Starks hardcore. Dude, like, he is so over. And he, which is he crazy because like, he's supposed to be the heel, right? Well, he, okay. There have been so many different comparisons to him and The Rock, right? He is like a modern day Rocky Maivia. Wow, I guess I never really thought about that. But now that you're saying that, I can completely see it. Him just getting the reaction he did as a heel 
is just more like The Rock when he was in control of the Nation of Domination. Like, it's hard to hate The Rock, even back then. So, it's hard to hate Ricky Starks. And I talked about it on the show last week. I knew that there was going to be something. I think we kind of all expected Team Taz to turn on either Ricky Starks or Brian Cage. I'm and they went the obvious was, way, right? Gla- I mean, but I'm glad that they did. No, uh, me too. Me too. It I, makes I, more sense. It makes more sense. It makes more sense because Brian Cage and Ricky Starks are both capable of leading Team Taz, right? Like these are guys that they're not followers. Is one I, I guess is what I'm getting no, at. I, no, I, yeah, I 100 pa- powerhouse Hobbs. Even though he's amazing, his physique is incredible. He's not at that level yet. Like, no, not he, at all. He can't be the guy in Team Taz. Hook is not the guy in Team Taz. <laughs> no. The guy was between either Ricky Starks or Brian Cage. And, and now we know it's Ricky Starks. But that leaves Brian Cage, who has already been getting some very impressive singles matches in against the likes of, you know, Hangman Adam Page. I was going to say, yeah, with the, the help pay-per-view. of Team Taz. But I mean, of course, did. of course. But, you know, he still put on some incredible matches and... The fans have been really behind Cage lately. So I will him say getting this, a face run makes a lot of sense. And I'd like to see it for the uh, against Miro. I think that'd be some great matches. Oh my um, God. Yes. Get book it. That's smart. Now now that he's lost the FTW title, let put him in the uh, TNT title picture with Miro. That's smart as hell. Yeah. Uh, as somebody that wasn't a big, you know, I was very uh, open with how much of a Brian Cage fan I wasn't. Uh, here Did you lately, ever try his power bars? No, I have not tried those mm-hmm. yet. I was waiting for him to send them to me. Maybe I'll open them <laughs> up on stream, do a live reaction to him. Hit me up, Brian Cage. Because I, what I'm going to say is Brian Cage is actually growing on me. Uh, I've actually enjoyed uh, his matches, and and I, I don't know. He, he He's definitely becoming more of a fan than I was and I I think a singles run like I said for the TNT championship I'd hate to see him lose it though I know Miro's got a lot of stuff going on right now so maybe you put that on the back burner but I, I, I yeah I want to see him do a face run because I think I, he puts on some great matches for being a big guy he can put on some very great agile matches and this just lets Ricky Starks now shine completely yep. take off yep He's going to completely take off from here. That even, even though they never really utilized the FTW title that much when Cage had it, I guarantee Ricky Starks makes a much bigger deal about the FTW title. Because that's the kind of guy he is, right? That's the kind of persona he's got. And, and that would be awesome because now he's got his, you know, powerhouse Hobbs. And, and, he's and, got his muscle. Right. He's, he's got, got his, and yep, well, he's, got, he's, I guess he's speed with hooks or, yeah. or whatever you want to call hook as. I, he's speedy, but... And he, he doesn't need the Taz to be on the mic to help him out, but Taz is still a good, I think, mentor for him or whatever. A- absolutely. Absolutely. And Cage, you know, as as now that he's going to be going solo, is not terrible on the mic either. Thankfully. No, he's got no, he he's he's gotten better at it. Who better? Uh who better? but uh, yeah, who better than Cage? Yeah. Exactly. So, no, th- I think this is the best way to go for both of these guys, and I think they both, and maybe, who knows, later on down the road, we'll be clashing again with these two because I think these two put on a hell of a match, and this is something that can be where you could put these guys together at any time. If you need a good storyline or a good match, you could put these guys together at any time and get that. And maybe it'll be for a bigger title next time. Yeah, yeah. TNT, AW, who knows? Yeah. Because because both of these guys are going to be around for a while. Oh, in the, no. Uh, yeah. They're made in the title picture. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So very, very cool match, though. Uh, next up, takeaway number three. We had an excellent, passion-filled promo between Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black. And 
it it starts off with Cody kind of, you know, marching out to the announce table and picking up a headset and talking. He's like, you know what? No, this isn't getting my point enough or my point across enough. And he gets a mic. Somebody give me a mic. Yeah. Demands a mic, marches to the ring and basically starts calling out Malachi Black. Actually, it's calling out Tommy suit. End. He well, was yeah. calling out Tommy End. But in a very so, white suit. Do you, did in, you in notice that? In a very that? white suit. But... But I think it was done on purpose. Oh, 100%, yeah. Because Malachi Black in a very, very dark suit. <laughs> so I think they're trying to, you know, that light versus dark, good versus evil type of storyline that, that they would go for here in this situation. But I liked this. I did. No, and me too. I'm glad that Tommy, Malachi, whatever you want to call him, because... I, it seems like he's going to be referred to as Malachi Black officially. But it, yeah, but but I, I feel like they're going to keep calling him Tommy N too. Well, but they're trying to like make it like this is just like a, an alternate personality or something because I, you know, we, me and you have been very open about how we stopped watching WWE. My wife still watches it, so I guess this was kind of the same thing WWE was doing with him. This like dark, letting him cut these really cool promos. So I like that they're kind of carrying that over because he's doing one hell of a job with it and twisted words and just doing these things and it's uh, it's it's great what they're doing with him and i, I think it's gonna be uh, this is gonna be his like alternate ego or something like that but he's to me he's already he's so over i mean you heard that crowd oh dude uh, i mean and he, holy he's, shit he's finally in a place that i think is going to hopefully creative freedom. utilize him correctly and yes. let him just kind of do what he does best man yes Yes, and he's, the matches he's going to have with the people there, like there's so much potential already. This upcoming match between him and Cody is going to be so good. Yeah. But I mean, you look at the potential there. I mean, you already he's had incredible matches with Andrade and we can see that again now. And Kenny Omega. Oh, I mean, my God. Yeah. I mean, dude, even like, Mox, like a Darby. Mox. Darby. Yeah, I, I was going to say Darby. Archer, Allen, him and Darby Lance Allen. Archer. Come on. Yeah. yeah. There's so yeah, many I mean, good yeah. people there for. Giving for me goosebumps just talking Malachi about it. just to like have incredible matches with. So I, I am excited about this. But my question is, where does Malachi Black v. Cody Rhodes take place? Like, is this at Fight for the Fallen where you're going to be? <laughs> that would be so awesome. But I don't know. Do you save it for a pay-per-view? Or, or do they stretch it out to All Out in Chicago? Because it makes a lot more sense as a pay-per-view match. Of course, because they're building up Chicago. Because what is it? There's like all these different things happening in Chicago. It's like a weekend of AEW, right? Dynamite, Elevation, or not Elevation. The Elevation will be there too, obviously. But Dynamite, Rampage, the Fan Fest. And then the pay-per-view, I think, is all yeah. taking place there in Chicago. Um, Boy, would it be nice to get CM Punk. Man. That place One day. Be, yeah, Dude, I, you, I mean, it, obviously, we played his music earlier for you coming back. I, it's it's a, still a running joke every time a big debut happens. CM Punk, come on. But you would think he would actually come back eventually, like, just one more time, just right, to do it. There's got to be an itch there that needs a little scratched, you know, just because of the way he left, you know. And, and just because of the reaction he knows he would get. Oh, my like, God. just to do it, like, that's my thing. Like, if I was in that position, if you replace CM Punk with me, and now I'm in the position that I've been gone from the professional wrestling world for what has it been? Six years, seven years, something like that. Eight years, maybe. I don't even know. It's been a while. It's been um, a while. It's been a long time. And I, I think like seeing the hype every time there's a big debut and it's not me, I would be like, man, when am I going to want to like actually 
get that pop for myself because I know I would want it, especially still at a decent age. Like you're uh, not too yeah. old. He's not yet. old. Yeah. Yeah. You're not too old yet. So and he never really had a whole, well, I mean, he, I guess he had some bumps and bruises while, you know, in WWE, but he never really had that injury that kept him out a long time. Right. So you would think that there has to be, there's one more something. run in him somewhere. Yeah, there is something. one more run in him. Some match, some program, something appealing to him that would let him go. Holy crap. Nikki Ash just won the briefcase. Good for her. Is Good that why her. I hear my wife in the uh, other room going, holy crap, holy crap. Yeah. She just climbed up to the top of the ladder when everybody was fighting on top of it and just stood on the top and unhooked it. <laughs> Like, literally out of nowhere. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Um, But that doesn't rule out the chance of you getting a Malachi Black match at Fight for the Fallen. It might not just be against Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I hope we I hope we at least get to see him. It'd be cool to see him live. They didn't save Andrade's debut for something big, right? They put no, him in a match didn't. against Matt Seidel. Yeah. So we might get Malachi Black versus Dante Martin. I don't know. Something like that. Well, that's what. So is Malachi Black? Is too. he playing the role of heel? Is he a face? I think what, so. what is he? Because I mean, everybody's I so cheering him. Yes, but Cody obviously is is the face here in this supposed program. Like, what at least that's what he's say? trying what to did, be. I'm trying to think what Malachi Black said in his promo. Talked it about they were all cheering for me. You know, you thought they all loved you, but they were all cheering for me or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, there's he, some I mean, they, he referenced it. He referenced yeah. the fact that he was getting cheered. So who knows? Maybe Cody turns heel. Maybe he goes back emo. Uh, <laughs> that very short lived two week run. <laughs> oh, oh man. But I'm excited that Malachi yeah. Black is there. I am. I am. I'm glad that he that they had that flub up or whatever was Me in too, you know? the fucking clerical error. Only that the 30 day non-compete. That's awesome. yeah, super, super shitty on their part that they, you know, never updated their contract. But thank God for him and thank God for us, because we're already getting this now. We don't have to wait. <laughs> Takeaway number four, we have the continuation of the AEW world title picture. We had a segment where Hangman Adam Page came out with the Dark Order eventually, but not right away. Um, he came out basically to talk about how he did want to be AEW champion since day one and still wants to be AEW champion and was given a pretty good promo, interrupted, of course, by Don Callis and the entire elite, the Good Brothers, the Young Bucks, Brandon Cutler. They were all there. Those suits get uglier. Whatever attire the I Young love Bucks it, wear every I, week, man. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I do too, but my God, they where do they get those from? Who is picking those out? They just are on another level right now, I feel oh, like. Oh no, they are. They're they're well, they're in their comfort zone right now. They are just completely nailing their characters. Yep. They're they're so stupid. Yep. But they're so entertaining and they know it. Like they're and they're just being stupid. Like Yes, one hundred percent. It's so hard for them to like keep straight faces at times and, and do especially if you watch like BTE and st- I know I, I know I don't know if you're still catching up on BTE and Sammy's vlog, but like on on that stuff, man, it's so hard for them to to keep straight faces and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but you can just tell they're doing such a good job. And their costumes every single week is something that I look forward to like what are they gonna look like this week it just gets more outrageous every week and how long will it continue to get more outrageous like eventually 
it'll 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 probably slow down or start when Omega probably loses or begins to lose. Right. You'll start seeing some dishevelment and that kind of stuff, I would assume. But anyway, they're all out there. And we had some really good stuff, actually, on the mic between Hangman, Don Callis, Matt Jackson, marched down to the ring and really got personal with Hangman. I thought was excellent. Yeah, and then got Um, punched in the mouth. Yeah, the tension was great. (laughs) Yeah. But this obviously brought out, that's when the Dark Order came out to have his back and because the entire elite was rushing the ring. And this, in turn, because Omega came out, Leads to a 5v5 elimination style match getting booked, pitting the Elite versus the Dark Order. Now, I know I was talking and thinking a little bit because a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, actually, Don Callis on the mic said, you know, there were no challengers coming up and that presented a problem for Fight for the Fallen. So I had tagged you in Discord. I was like, Dan, you might actually get an AEW title match at your show. I think now you're yeah. getting this 5v5 match. Unless they haven't announced okay. it. Well, it, it, is there a chance? It, it There isn't a chance it happens this Wednesday, right? Not a chance. Okay. I didn't think so. I thought maybe, you know, there could be a small chance that they'd have it that, I guess, this well, week. Well, I guess maybe. Because they, they haven't announced it. This week and then the championship it, next week. But you're right. Maybe. We, well, at least we'll get this, though. This will still be one hell of a match I to think, watch. I think you're, you're going to end up... Because if... They are going with Hangman Adam Page, as I've said already. If it is time for him to get his title run, he has to get it at the pay-per-view. Like, this is going to have to now be stretched out from your event an entire month to all that. And I think that's doable. No, yeah, I no, 100%. With it, with all the moving parts you have with the, the Dark Order and the Elite definitely and all doable. that, you know, you can definitely stretch this out to the bare review. I know, just being selfish, you know, especially my wife being a huge Kenny Omega fan, uh, it would be it would have been really cool to watch a championship match live. Oh, hell yeah. But I was, I was excited this, for the potential for you. Yeah. I, just, I was just thinking it wouldn't be Hangman already. I was thinking you would get a stopgap title match like Kenny Omega versus somebody else. Correct, yeah. No, I, I mean, I guess we're getting right to it, but... You know, maybe they got something like we said in motion where it's going to draw it out till the pay-per-view. But yeah, if I get this 5v5 match, completely fine with that, too, because it's going to be a crazy ass match. So they're going to have a stipulation here as well. Um, If the elite beat the Dark Order, then everybody loses their title shots, because if the Dark Order wins, then uh, Hangman Adam Page gets his title shot and then the Dark Order gets a tag title shot. So it's one or the other. Either the Dark Order gets their title shots or they don't. (laughs) And that begs the question, then, who are they going to pick for this match? So you have to assume on the Dark Order side, you're going to have Hangman on a page. Probably Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Probably John Silver. Yeah. And probably 10. Okay, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, Cole Cabana really hasn't been doing any, at least, dynamite wrestling. No, not much. But that doesn't rule out that he could be in there. But I think 10 makes more sense. Uh, John Silver will definitely be a part of this match. Has to be. Has (laughs) to be in this match. Now, on the elite side... Do we get Omega, the Bucks, and the Good Brothers? Is that just the five? Or does or Kenny pull, Omega sit this out? Yeah, and could they pull put does, like Does uh, he put like Mike Michael Nakazawa or Brandon Cutler Brandon in there Cutler in his place? In, yeah. Yeah. That could be he could be come he could come out like, like he's he would going still to wrestle. Out there. He yeah, right. He would yeah. still be out there, but then he might like sit down at the commentary booth or something like exactly. that. Or, 
But then I don't know, though, because then there's so much on the line, though, because if you win, you know, then they it, Hangman well, doesn't get he would be he would be there trying to make uh, sure that, yeah, you're you right, know, some shenanigans. Yeah, sure you're that, right, you're right. You're that, right. That's probably most likely. You'll Correct. still get to see him. Yeah. You might not just see him wrestle. <laughs> yeah, well, that would kind of suck. I want to see him wrestle at least. But that's just me being selfish. But either way, this is clearly oh, uh, yeah. set, setting up some good stuff here. So I was entertained by this. No, it was good. And then we have four matches. They got all the other segments out of the way. They put all like match to match to match to match to close out the show, which I kind of enjoyed. Uh, Takeaway number five. We had Christian Cage getting that victory finally over Matt Hardy. They'd only wrestled like, what was it? I think they mentioned it three times, two times or three times since 2003 in singles matches or something like that. And Matt Hardy has won each time. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think they've only wrestled that many. Were they ever in, I was, me and the wife were having this conversation were they ever in tna together i know christian rage got a christian cage had a huge run and i know the hardy boys were in tna but i don't think they were ever in tna together were they if it if they were it would have been at the tail end of christian's run and right at the start of matt's right. run there. and i don't think they were because i was I, I was watching tna with some christian cage and i just i don't remember but i was trying to think i was like it would have been it would be it would have been really cool for them to say that they've had matches in wwe tna and AEW. you know yeah I mean, that was that would have been crazy. awesome yeah that would have been the, awesome the careers you guys that. have had the longevity it was really cool to see this match i thought this was a really good match um some really good spots um the freaking what was it uh was it the uh uh what did uh, Matt Hardy do to Christian Cage right there on the steps from like the top rope? Oh, that where he like dropped him. It was <laughs> like the like the because it would be a snake eyes on the turnbuckle, but yeah. I guess it would be like the same thing. You're just falling down and basically hitting it supposedly face first from the yeah, top. So that was an insane it was basically like a spot. snake eyes on the stairs more or yeah. less. At one of my favorite spots of the night was that move. Yeah, and they put on a good match. No, like, they did. They really I did. I expected them to, though. Like, they're two professionals. They yes. know each they know other each inside other, yeah. and out, right? Like, it's just shocking to me that they haven't wrestled in singles matches that often. Like, every time they meet, it's generally in a tag team setting. And that's pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, it really is. For how long they've been around, for them to only have three single matches together, that's insane. So, cool to see Christian get the victory here. I think everybody assumed that Christian would get this victory here. So Yeah, um, stays undefeated. Yeah, kudos to him. And we'll have to see where he goes because I still think he's going to have, I mean, he's he's got a title shot eventually in his yeah, future. Yeah, he does. But, but if Hangman's getting that belt already, then, man, might have to start getting some heels lined up. I don't I know. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Takeaway number six, we had a match that was added somewhat last minute. I think it was like in the last day before Dynamite, and I'm kind of glad. Sammy Guevara defeated Wheeler, Utah. I'm, I'm glad we got Wheeler, Utah and Dynamite. Because we've had him now on Elevation and Dark for a few weeks. He's kind of like a temporary member of Best Friends now yeah, that Trent has gotten... Yeah, I saw he was gotten, being mentored by Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Yeah, well, I think he's I think he's the student of I think that's, yeah. Of I Trent think, or, yeah, or of... There's of a connection there. Chuck Taylor, like he's, he's one of their students, if not both. And um, now that Trent is obviously out for... Again, a significant amount of time having that surgery sucks, down his man. neck. So I think they said, what, nine months or something like that? So Yeah, it was another lengthy uh, time off, which is unfortunate. 
So we have Wheeler Yuta kind of taking his place in Best Friends and good good replacement. I mean, not a replacement, obviously, but good fill in like he fits. No, yeah, no. And he's a great wrestler, at least from what we've seen so far. Yeah, we've only seen him. This was his Dynamite debut, but we've seen him. Dynamite debut and then a handful of times on Elevation and Dark. Yeah, so no, and then put him against Sammy Guevara, which I believe was a hometown Right. Yeah. He's well, from... sort of. He's from Houston. Okay. Yeah. So they, they were they were they were outside of Austin this week. They're yeah. outside of Dallas. So, um, so yeah. Sam, Sammy lives in Houston. Yeah. I, I thought you know to put him against Sammy Guevara, you know, on Dynamite right there. I thought I thought it was it was a pretty good match. You know, it he, was. Uh, he he came up to the expectations, you know, and, and really filled in and, and put on one hell of a match. And it keeps Sammy hot. It does. It does. No, it does. And Sammy, I I like that. Uh, you know, I like that Sammy Guevara didn't shake his hands. He just kind of gave him a pat on the back, clapped, pointed right. at him, and then rolled out. You yep. know, to keep Sammy Guevara in that character or whatever. I thought that was really cool for him to kind of pay respects to uh, that guy like that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, takeaway number seven: We had Yuka Sakazaki defeating Penelope Ford. I sort of enjoyed this. It had some slow moments and some rough moments, and yeah, it w- it was a little slow. It was not Yuka Sakazaki's best match in AEW, but it was not Penelope Ford's best match in AEW either. <laughs> no, and it's crazy to think that, like you know, Pel- Penelope Ford there for a little bit was in the title picture. Now I know well, that she though- was she was one of the only ones that they yeah, had that they could. Really- Lie on 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 a weekend week out basis, and I mean, you know, kudos to her for that, and you know, oh, being no, able to be there for yeah. that. But this match just didn't do that much for me, even though I am a huge Yuka Sakazaki fan. I love her character, the magical girl. I love her move set. I love her entrance theme. Like it's so good. Um, I was a little disappointed though because I think I was more expecting this match was set up for a debut. That's what I kept thinking, is that this match was going to be spoiled by Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay. I wonder, and I wonder if that's maybe they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's what maybe they thought, and then, I don't know, this got put together. I don't know. I mean, no, I don't think that. Okay. I, I, I don't think that, but I do think that that's just, you know, me as somebody wanting a debut, because they've said that the cards were going to, and granted, the card was already stacked as it was, but I was thinking that, you know, they would have debuts throughout the entire month of July, everybody back in front of live fans. Last week, they had fucking Tommy N there, so I was sure somebody was going to pop up. There were so many opportunities, but it made the most sense for the Iconics or whatever they're going to go by now for this week, and it just didn't happen. I mean, maybe a debut didn't happen on the show because the only one that truly made sense the day the 90-day non-competes expired would have been Samoa Joe. And he already went back to NXT. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe um, maybe that's why we didn't get a debut on this show. I do hope because the Iconics did not show up at Slammiversary either. So they're still unknowns. You know, they haven't kind of gone anywhere yet. Correct. My hope is still that they end up in AEW because I feel like they're going to do better there. So we'll see. No, I I, I I agree with that. And maybe we will. You know, I get like you said, now we're back in front of lives fans, especially these first few shows are going to be huge. And I don't know, maybe they're going to put a lot of stock in, again, me being selfish Charlotte because... That's kind of what a second home to uh, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, you know, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they're saving something to have a, just a crazy ass show that way. But uh, you know, who knows? Maybe next week. Maybe. You never know. 
You never know. And I honestly think, like I talked about a little bit last week on the show, that Yuka Sakazaki might start picking up some victories here as we saw, you know, Dynamite, Dark, she had a victory there as well. So don't be surprised if you see her in the top five rankings soon. Like she was on her way up before the pandemic. She's well liked within AEW. Like a lot of people backstage like her. She's a good worker. And I think, like I said last week, she's one of only a few people to have a singles victory over Britt Baker. So she makes a lot of sense for a title program picture right now. Uh, Yeah, that would make a ton of sense. Because like in February of 2020, right before the pandemic, she beat Britt Baker on Dynamite. So there is a story there waiting to be told. Yeah, they could definitely build up on that. And it could be it could be slingshotted to All Out, but they might wait. Maybe they give All Out to Thunder Rosa. Or something, you know what I mean? Because she's, I think, number three, Ty Conti number two, and Nyla Rose number one right now. Nyla Rose won't be number one after next week. Correct. He's that once she loses, she'll fall back and I, down. And I fucking don't want them to give it to Ty Conti again already. I love her, <laughs> and I want her to be a future AEW champion, but I don't want her just to get fed to Britt Baker. Because she was already fed to Hikaru Shida. Exactly, yeah. Don't do it twice in a row. Don't yeah. do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> don't make that same mistake. No, now, yeah, I agree. Now, you could... You could stick in Thunder Rosa for an epic rematch between the two God. because Thunder Rosa won last time. Yeah. So Britt Baker winning this time would makes get the a lot redemption. Of sense. Yeah. Would get the, make a lot of sense. So that and could be our all out Chicago. Out of Absolutely. Wow. That could be our Chicago match right Damn, there. Damn, I so. kind of hope that happens now. Yeah, me too. Especially after Thunder Rosa put on a great fucking match with Deanna Perrazzo last night. At yeah, that was shocking to see her show up uh, at Slammiversary. Yeah, amazing match between those two. So kudos for that. Uh, but our final takeaway, takeaway number eight, we had AEW's first ever coffin match. And boy, did it deliver. Darby Allen defeated Ethan Page. This match was amazing, dude. Uh, It was just, yeah, it was, it was, it was fucking insane. I mean, for the first coffin match, yeah. So I kept talking over the last few weeks, like, what are they going to do differently that WWE doesn't do? And they went back to the wooden casket style, right? They didn't use like an actual coffin. No, they had a a hand built casket by Darby Allen with wood. And it was a beautiful coffin, dude. Beautiful black coffin with some like words, the the same thing that's tattooed on Darby's chest. chest. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's over until you're dead in the ground or in the ground or some something like that. I, I forget the exact saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some, I don't know what the saying. Some yeah. roses on the top as well. Beautiful casket. Roses and inside, I think too. Some roses, like black roses and, inside. Black roses. I, yeah. I can't remember what the other color was. There was black and some other color in there. I don't think it was really white. cool. I want to say green, but I that doesn't make any sense. Really cool aesthetic. Yeah. And they had some, you know, people dressed in all black carry the casket down because it was a wooden casket, not on wheels. Of course, somebody was in sky, inside Scorpio Sky. I mean, they have to do that. So. I mean, of course, we got to get that. Yeah, it was weird that Scorpio Sky wasn't coming down with Ethan Page. So like, hmm, I wonder where he's at. Yeah, so of course he's going to be in there, so that was kind of cool to see. But from there, man, we just had a hell of a match between Darby Allen and Ethan Page. Yeah, I, I like that they did the Scorpio Sky spot, you know, did that. Then they had Sting come down, and then they had those guys take it out of the ring and go away, and that we were able to focus on. Yes, they and that's brawled, what I like about it. They brawled out, they brawled into the crowd, and then they brawled to the back, and then we stopped seeing it. Yeah, I think it was perfect way they did it, and then that way we could just focus on AEW's first ever coffin match, and yeah. The spots, the it was just insane. What I think, um, uh, Darby Allen had some kind of metal plate on his back, and he did a coffin 
drop like very early in the match. Yeah, right at the start. Right at the <laughs> yeah. start. Like right on to Ethan Page. Right from the top, just jumped up and then took it off to show that. And then, man, they just brawled everywhere. It was a smart, smart use of the arena. And they didn't focus like over focus, I should say, on the coffin. They no. didn't like they nope. didn't try to stuff each other in there consecutively yeah. or things like that. They just it was there to serve its purpose to end the match. And I liked that. I did. Because it let the match speak for itself. It was still a good wrestling match. It wasn't a good wrestling match because they fucked around with a coffin. It was a good wrestling match because it was a good wrestling match that also had a coffin. Exactly. No, 100%. I think they did a very smart... um, uh, The spot, what is it? Ethan Page hit his finisher off the top rope and uh, Darby onto the stairs. That couldn't have felt good. It even bent the stairs. Oh, man. And that bent the stairs. Like, it literally, you could see where the steel had been split. So, and if you looked at the back of, I think it was Darby's left arm was the cut from that. Yes. Yeah. He had a nice cut. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. So you could, you could see where the cut was from the, from those stairs. Um, Some really crazy spots throughout, but obviously the right person won. No. And that's like one thing I I think what separates Darby a little bit from some of these guys and in, in any match that he has is that Darby Allen. He he cares. He obviously doesn't want to get hurt, but I, I don't know. Like he has no regard for like anything. Uh, but he doesn't like safely. If that to, makes he any wants sense, to be the show stealer. Like he he's no, a, he he's does. A, he puts his he's body a modern on the line. day a modern day Shawn Michaels, a modern day Rob Van Dam, like a guy that just wants to steal the show. Yeah, yeah. And he does a good job at it. No, he does. It's just it's insane. And you're right. He's protective about the way that he does it. Like he does some crazy stuff, but he's not out there getting injured. Just that one. He had that weird spot. Didn't he jump on? We thought he was going to break his ankles or something. Didn't he jump on somebody that was on a ladder from another high ladder with a part of a skateboard or something stupid like that? I think it was just oh, yeah. one time. But oh yeah, but uh, but even still, like he he pulled that off. Yeah, he did. I mean, he doesn't he, get I mean, hurt. He still did it. Like he still <laughs> yeah. pulled it off. Yeah. So it's just it's it's insane. I think it just adds a little bit extra to the matches that he has, especially this match, because you never know what he's going to do. No, no, especially at the end, right when he freaking does a coffin drop through the coffin through. The the coffin that was the one uh, thing because like you know the match ended and the match was great like no the yeah mat, it, it didn't need that extra thing at the end i'm no. glad it had it but if it would have ended i would have been okay with the ending we got because the match was hot the right person won and i was satisfied like i thought it was great but then after ethan page got stuffed in the coffin darby goes up top and like well what the fuck's he gonna do type of a thing and he just coffin drops onto this wooden casket that explodes upon impact like and not even like explodes but like the top of it does because it's fucking plywood so of course it's gonna like splinter and shatter everywhere but the rest of the coffin held up but kudos to Ethan Page. I was about to say, how do you prepare for something that you can't see? Right. Kudos <laughs> to Ethan Page for taking this spot and being a part of this spot because he was still in there. And we knew that he was still in there because when the camera looked down as Darby was crashing through, there was Ethan Page. <laughs> so I think he had his hand over his face just to make sure he didn't get smacked in the of face course. with any wood. Yeah. But Other than that, man, he was open like he could have got stabbed (laughs) by some wood. He could have so many things could have gone wrong here, but it didn't. They pulled it off and man, did it look cool. 
I was impressed. Yeah, no, me too. It was a great way to finish the night off. Um, great way to finish the night off. One of one of the more fun dynamites I think we've gotten to see in a while. Be, and I think that just attributes to the crowds as well. I think we're going to keep saying oh, that of course. as yep. these crowds are back, as the crowds are hot. Like it does lead a lot to the atmosphere and a lot to the excitement. So. Either way, though, this was a really good show. We do still do the star ratings, Dan. I'm going to go with, I'm going to stick with what I said last week. I gave Dynamite four and a half stars last week. I'm going to go with that again. Wow. Well, or did I give it four last week? I no, don't I thought you Either gave way. it four and a half. Either you, way. You said but you were giving the other ones four. Yeah, so how can I go lower if I enjoyed it more? Uh, For me, it'll be a four star. Okay, okay, four, four star. star Dynamite. Not too shabby on both ends, though. No. Four stars for you, four and a half for me. But that looks us forward to two nights from now, Wednesday night, fight for the... Nope, that's next week. Fighter Fest, night two. (laughs) (laughs) All these F names, the wrong one's bound to come out eventually. Sometimes I have to look up and remember which one I'm going to because I keep forgetting. Fighter Fest Night 2, Garland, Texas, just outside of Dallas. Our boy Gio is going to be there. So far, as a time of recording, again, Sunday night, we've got four matches confirmed. Likely will be one or two more added over the next day or two. Right now, we know John Moxie will be defending the IWGP United States title against Lance Archer in a Texas death match. Again, we talked about it. This one honestly could go either way. I really do think that Archer has a chance but I wouldn't be surprised to still see Moxley retain. Yeah, I, I agree. I Like you said, how many more losses, though, can Archer keep exactly, taking? Exactly, exactly. So that's why I think he has a solid chance to, to maybe surprise us here and become the champ. The five labors of Jericho kick off as Chris Jericho goes up against Sean Spears. The stipulation, Spears can use steel chairs, but Jericho cannot. Jericho has to win. I mean... It would be dumb if he lost already, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I think I know what, where we're going with this, but yes, I think there'll be some great matches along the way. Yeah, we're, we're going to get him the different combinations of members of the Pinnacle and different stipulations, and it's going to be fun. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, Jericho probably will win here. At least I think he has to. We'll have some singles action. Orange Cassidy will be taken on the Blade. Should be good. I mean, they've been in some pretty good matches lately with each other. No, they have been. So... And Orange Cassidy generally is always entertaining, and the Blade is actually really solid in the ring. So I actually am pretty excited for this match. I think it'll be surprisingly good. And then the other match we know about, the AEW women's title will be on the line. Britt Baker defends against Nyla Rose. And I think this will be a good match, but Britt Baker's clearly going to win. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would be freaking blown away if she was going to lose. Me too. Like, already, like, that's just what you do? No way. No way. Yeah, she's going to be champ would, still for several more months. She's going to have a long, yeah, she's yeah, going to have a long Several, run. several more months, if not, you know, up close to a year. Probably not a year, but close to that, maybe. Uh, yeah, we're not, we're not seeing the end of her title reign anytime soon. So, she will steam, well, not steamroll, but she will get the victory here over Nyla Rose. Move on to All Out. Likely, hopefully, go up against Thunder Rosa. But see, how do they get there? I think they need to knock, unfortunately, they need to knock Ty Conti down a bit. Like, she wins consecutively on Dark and Elevation. Therefore, she and, and her Twitter thing, like on social media, is always about consistency. Which She's like consistently number two <laughs> or number one. Like, she's always up there because she racks up the victories. So maybe they need to do a match, but like Thunder Rosa and Ty Conti where Thunder Rosa wins 
to leapfrog her into All Out. You're right, because, yeah, if if weren't we told that rankings matter or something? Right, so if so, she's always yeah. at the top, I mean, we, she's probably going to get a title shot. And so I'd rather her get knocked back down until they're ready to give her a run with the belt. Correct. And then put her back up there. Correct, yeah, that would be the smart way to do it. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see. But I think we'll do this the old way, Dan. I think we've done this long enough, don't you say? <laughs> should we uh should we maybe hot tag out of here or something? Let's hot tag out of here. Let's let's go old school. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Blood and Destroyers and all the wrestling podcasts made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Want to help us and grow the show? Subscribe and spread the word. Details on ways to do just that can be found in the show notes on whichever podcast app you've chosen to listen to us on. Theme song of the week, Dan. Now that you're back. Why don't you go ahead and tape things all the week this week? Man, so this is tough because there's a lot, you know, that has obviously been picked. And uh, Malachi doesn't have a song yet, right? We haven't heard one. Not yet. Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. Not yet, anyway. I'm trying to stick with something that's relevant to tonight. We've never done Ricky Starks. What? That's impossible. Nope. Then I think we have to go Ricky Starks. Okay. Yeah, let's do let's do that. I th- I think he deserves it. The new FTW champion leader of Team Taz will close the show out with Ricky Starks. Now hit the music. Huh. Yeah. The revolution is televised. televised. televised.